Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Woman Up podcast. We have a lot to talk about this week. We're going to obviously talk about Sarah's birthday week, <laughs> um, all the events and all the things, fun things she did. Um, we're going to talk about what I've been up to this week and, of course, um, get into some current events and a special guest later. So let's kick it off. Sarah. Tell it me was, about your birthday week. It was very special. I've been celebrating since July 1st, and it's still going. I went to the city, went to a really cool restaurant called Popular. It's, it's a new Latin American place. And then I went to Lartuzzi, my favorite Italian restaurant, celebrated at home with my favorite people. Um, I have another dinner with some friends this weekend. So I really don't want it to end. But Carly, I think you mentioned that me and your mom share the same birthday. Yes, you guys do. Birthday twins. Did, <laughs> did she also, you know, celebrate every day this week or is she normal and only celebrated one day? She's normal, although she, <laughs> she, we, uh, we're going to do something when we get back from Florida since we're in Florida right now. So. Oh, yes. You're in Florida for the ring ceremony. I really want to hear about that. Cause we yeah, were... so it was last night. Um, yeah. So this is coming out today. So it was last night. Um, and we went to this, like, it was like this amphitheater. It was like all outside and it was a cocktail hour, like almost like an hour and a half cocktail hour. It was like a really long cocktail hour. <laughs> anyway, you know, like full bar, um, like these stations, oh my God, like this raw bar was incredible. They had like an ice sculpture with like, like footballs. It was crazy with like oh shrimp God. the size of my head inside. <laughs> And, like, lobster tails. It was unbelievable. Um, so we were, like, eating and stuff. Also, when you walk in, they, like, had the drum line playing because the Bucks have, like, a drum line. So yeah. you walk into that, and then, like, you walk through this cocktail. They give you a champagne glass. Um, it was really nice. Um, so, like, that, you kind of mingle and stuff like that. Um, and then there was, like, a whole presentation. Um, Let's see. A bunch of players gave speeches. So JPP gave a speech. Oh my god, he was so lit. He was like dancing. It was, <laughs> was so funny. Really? Yeah, he was like dropping it low. He was really loving life. Um, uh, BA obviously gave a speech. So when BA gave his speech, he brought up his like his um, glass of whatever he was drinking and a cigar, oh and he god. handed his glass to Shaq Barrett to hold until he finished his speech. <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, obviously Tom spoke, Tom was last to speak, I think. And he like had this really nice inspirational moving speech. He did a really good job. Um, Levante David spoke, Ali Marpet spoke, um, trying to think who else spoke, but a bunch of players. Oh, Devin White spoke, um, just kind of hyping everyone up. It was, it was a really fun night. They did this whole presentation. They showed how the ring is made, all the steps they go into it and how, like, all the symbolism in the ring. So, yeah. like, why, like, certain things are the way it was. And, like, it, they really focus a lot on the design of it. And, like, our owner, Darcy Glazer, um, really wanted to make sure that the players got everything they wanted in the ring. Um, so they wanted it to be blingy and unique and, like, unlike any other ring. And Bruce Arians, um, his requirement was that when I wear this ring, I wanted to, I want to be able to get into any restaurant that I choose. <laughs> that was so his funny. requirement. <laughs> yeah. I literally saw pictures of the ring on Twitter. And I remember one of my friends texting was like, is Carly really going to get this? Cause they were just so amazed at how like gorgeous the ring looked. It's and I was crazy. like, yeah, it's good. The fact it's... the top comes off is wild. Oh, 
I cannot wait. So, like, they're going to mail it to you? Yeah. So, I think they only, like, finalized the design, like, eight days ago or something like that. Like, something wild mm-hmm. because they wanted it to be perfect. So, yeah. of course, like, they needed the players to get their ring. So, they're taking a little more time on ours. But, you know, right. they had to have the players once because you can't have a ring ceremony and have no rings. Yeah. I'm so – oh, my God. I'm so excited for you to get yours. Yeah, I'm so I hyped. Cannot. You can – I'll let you try it on. Yay! I get to touch it. Yes. You do. Okay, great. You but, do. like, hopefully I don't ruin it. No. Oh, my God. I'll be very uh, supervising you the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So I mean, we know amazing. Sarah's a little, like, you know, she knocks water glasses over. <laughs> that's what I'm things. saying. That's why I don't want to, like, destroy everything. But, <laughs> wait. Know. Carly, you took um, videos from the event, right? I did. I did. So, we will have... I did. I put some of those up on our story, on our social. But... Yeah. Um, Sarah's going to make a little compilation, and we'll post that. Um, yeah. So, you get, like, an inside look. Everyone can do that. Make sure you include your outfit in that video. She, Carly, she wore a crazy black dress. She looked amazing. Thank you. Literally amazing. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, let's get into our current events. Um, so... The Olympics are kicking off this week, and um, some of our Team USA athletes will not be participating, unfortunately, and will miss the Olympics due to a positive COVID test. Um, so those include tennis star Coco Goff. Not gymnast, Coco. Anyone yeah, but Coco. I know. I know. Gymnast Kara Eaker and Katie Lou Samuelson. Uh, we have some, like, quotes from Katie Lou. Um, she plays professionally professionally for the Seattle Storm and the WNBA. She said she was really heartbroken to come down with COVID-19 because she was fully vaccinated. She said, quote, I am devastated to share that after getting sick with COVID-19, I will not be able to go and compete in Tokyo. She said, competing in the Olympics has been a dream of mine since I was a little girl, and I hope that someday soon I can come back and fulfill that dream. Oh. That's just so heartbreaking to hear That's from these so athletes. Sad. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, you know, thinking that you're in and good to go, and then I know this happens, and you, there's just not, no way you can change change it. And you know what's interesting, Carly? Some other notable athletes pulled out, uh, not from COVID, but just from the idea of not wanting to be in isolation. Mm-hmm. And um, Liz Cambage was one of them. Obviously, he yes, was right. She did talk about the mental health uh, aspect of this these these Olympic games. I don't blame them. It sounds horrible. You know, it's like yeah. I would never with no family, no friends. I don't know. Yeah, I in a foreign country. Yeah, I just can't. I, I would hate that, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's just, it's kind of, it's sad to like hear these athletes experience that. But we're very excited for the Olympics and we're excited to see what Team USA will do for us. Yeah, for sure. So another exciting headline the bucks are nba finals champs and sarah was very much wrong (laughs) they finally ended their title drought if you if you listen to next one up you would hear me on dana my sister dana goes on multiple occasions you're publicly recorded saying bucks have no chance you should probably go delete those recordings and not just on our podcast on another podcast as well yeah but like i hope this doesn't affect my credibility but guys i really didn't see this coming let's break down what happened in the last game, in game six, Devin Booker was zero for seven from the three. Now, if you remember, he was like one for seven from the three, like the game before that. And I said, there's no way he's going to do again. that again. There's no way he's going to be that awful again. But clearly, my man is distracted or something because he was 0 for seven. It's um, got to be Kendall. It's got to be Kendall. <laughs> Chris Paul, just turnover after turnover. It was The turnovers were actually physically painful. But um, back to the winners. So Giannis wins MVP. 
after an amazing performance on both ends of the floor. In 2014, he tweeted that he would never leave the Bucks or the city of Milwaukee until he helped build the team to a championship level. And he delivered. I mean, he's one of those mm-hmm. guys where, you know, he mentioned he could have gone to a super team, right? He could have took the easy way. Sure. And then three weeks, you know, after su- suffering a hyperextension of his left knee, he wins finals MVP. And, you know, he joins Michael Jordan and Hakeem Aljuan as the only players in NBA wow. history to win that award, regular season MVP, as well as defensive player of the year. Incredible. Incredible. And, you know, Middleton himself, I would say, outplayed Booker. And one of the major headlines was, of course, um, the Suns coach, Monty Williams, who's kind of like everyone's love in the NBA, went to the opposing players, Bucks locker room, to congratulate them. And it was a really heartwarming moment. He's kind of like, you know, he's like the NBA sweetheart, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that. what a classy move to do that. You just, so, you know, yeah. it's such, you know, a disappointment to, you know, lose the championship game and to be able to have the wherewithal to go and congratulate the other side i know i was amazed i've never like seen a coach do that before i don't and i think a lot of people haven't either and you know now now the big question mark right is what's going to happen to cp3 we all wanted him to get this ring yeah he has a 44.2 million dollar player option for next season and you know it's possible he just leaves that money behind and opts out of his contract to go somewhere else maybe he joins a backcourt luka Doncic. we don't know but Maybe he stays there and, and tries again with, with this young yeah, team. But sure. a lot of teams can benefit from a vet like that. But uh, he definitely said he's not retiring. In his post-game press conference, he was like, that's the last thing I'm doing. Like, that's not e- I'm not even close to retiring. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting how it plays out. But um, the Bucks put together an incredible series. Um, came back from being behind. And, you know, the rest yeah. is history. <laughs> exactly. So... Um, we're going to move on and talk about some um, breaking news with the NHL. Um, National Predators prospect Luke Prockup made history Monday by becoming the first NHL player under contract to come out as gay. Um, he said on Instagram, I could not be happier with my decision to come out. Now, obviously, this is a very big deal. Um, we saw a couple of weeks ago with Carl Nassib um, coming out and he's uh, plays for the NFL um, so I think, you know, it's good to see that kind of the waves are changing and uh, athletes are becoming more comfortable with, with who they are and being able to uh, show that publicly. Yeah, it was it was like so heartwarming for me to watch because I feel like just the last two episodes, me and Carly were talking about the NFL and what move that was when Nassib talked about it. And it's like, wow, we're finally in society where it's more comfortable and people can actually be themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So um, good for him. And, you know, hopefully he'll inspire a lot of people out there to be more comfortable in their own. Yeah, for sure. Um, So this crazy news came out um, last week that Aaron Rodgers turned down a contract from the Packers that was offered to him this offseason that would have made him the NFL's highest paid player. Um. That's we crazy. don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers at all. Um, it's, I mean, training camp starts next week, and it's very unclear if he'll even report. We have no idea if he's going to retire, report to another team. Like, it's very unclear. But the fact that he turned down this contract, it's basically saying, I'm not in it for the money. I feel disrespected. No money in the world could buy, you know, buy me and show that you respect me at this point. So were you surprised, Carly, or were you kind of like, eh, I get it? Well, 
I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I was surprised that, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's like a like a desperation effort from the Packers. <laughs> like, don't yeah. leave us, Aaron. Like, here's all the money in the world. Like, we know we disrespected you, but like money, you know. And Aaron Rodgers, it's not about the money; it's about the principle. Yeah, exactly. Like, money can't buy everyone. That's crazy, though. So, who knows what's gonna happen? I still don't know. I mean, but this is like <laughs> yeah. an interesting development in that story. But honestly, there's no, there's no telling what's gonna happen right i mean also he, i mean he could just like run off and retire and run off with shaylin woodley and that would be it <laughs> you know imagine that's how this narrative ends that's that'd be crazy right um so staying in nfl news um roger goodell issued a statement and a protocol yesterday that kind of did, you know Create a lot of turmoil around the league, um, especially with a lot of players. So I saw some angry tweets, Carly. Yeah, so yes. essentially the protocol is that um, if this season, if a team has a COVID outbreak amongst unvaccinated players, mm-hmm. they it's very possible they would have to forfeit that game um, and that there will be no um, – there will be no rescheduling. It won't be like last season when, like, you know, teams had an outbreak and the NFL did whatever they could to move those games around. That's not the case anymore. So a lot of players are in uproar, you know, saying you're forcing me to make this choice. Um, and it's like DeAndre Hopkins is really upset about it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this. I think, you know, we just went through a whole season where, like, you're – like you had to be in it for your team. Like yeah. everyone had to be committed to the cause. Right. Um, and it seems as though, you know, now it's kind of more like, well, every man for his own at this point, like that yeah. was last season. This is this season. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like, but I did see other people like defending the statement and but this is such like a sensitive issue because we get into sensitive. like personal beliefs versus like exactly. Not and then now will like guys in the locker room argue with each other over there? Like, I wonder if like the players will sure. argue against each other. Like I wonder if you know someone will be like, well, you know, you're choosing not to get the vaccination. That's very selfish because we need you yeah. on the field. That's what you I was know, thinking. That, that kind of thing. It's a very, I mean, it's a. It's just going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. And I, you know, um, it was definitely a, a bold statement to make. But, you know, this is the world we're living in at the moment. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, ca- we kind of have to make those adjustments if you want to play. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so moving on from that, um, the new NHL team, the Seattle Kraken, have their expansion draft. Um, the big names that were available um, were Alex Ovechkin, Carey Price, to name a few. Alex Ovechkin, obviously the star forward for the Capitals, and Carey Price, the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, who just finished playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, neither of them were selected. The Kraken actually didn't select a lot of vets. They selected a lot of young guys to kind of develop that team um, which was a bit surprising I thought maybe they would at least take a vet goalie and carry price and carry price chose to expose himself in this draft um, but if you look at the most recent expansion draft with the um, Vegas Knights 
they chose to select a lot of experienced players and that granted them immediate success. They went to the Stanley Cup finals in their first year and they were successful again in the years following. Um, However, that success may be short-lived considering they didn't really look to take young players to develop. Instead, they took stars to have immediate success. So I think the Kraken took the um, opposing approach to that. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, um, but the Kraken now that the new expansion team out in Seattle. And more history, um, in a first for Major League Baseball, an all-female announcing crew called a game against uh, between the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field on Tuesday night. Um, the broadcast featured Melanie Newman on play-by-play with Sarah Langs as the analyst, Alana Rizzo was the on-field reporter, and Heidi Watney and Lauren Gardner hosted the pregame and postgame coverage. So this is an amazing um, step forward for women in the sports industry, uh, an all-female broadcast crew, just incredible, um, just a super exciting thing to be happening in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, um, all five women appeared on the Today Show on Wednesday morning, and Wani explained that they were honestly surprised by the attention the broadcast received and said they were just kind of doing their day-to-day job. But, I mean, how could you not look at that in awe? I saw um, MLB um, athletes as well commenting on how wonderful it was. I remember, Carly, yeah. I shared that, that funny video with you on Instagram. Yes, um, I was just going to say it was, that was so so funny between those two players, basically, <laughs> saying how important it was and that um, – you know, women are smarter than men. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Anthony Anthony Santander is one of the athletes who went viral for talking about how this is kind of the time for women and how they're smarter than men. It was such a funny quote. Yeah, and um, one of the quotes from the women um, on that crew said, honored to be part of a historic moment, but more than anything, just so overjoyed to get to work alongside um, strong, smart, and inspiring women and people. Um, That's so awesome. A, a great moment for baseball, a great moment for women in the industry, and a great mo- moment for sports. And it's honestly like it couldn't have, I feel like this is the time. I remember when me and Carly started this podcast, and I wrote this in our description, and me and Carly talked about this. We said it was a very unique time in sports history for women. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this yeah. is like a crazy, it's been one crazy moment after the other in sports history. Absolutely. Um, So with that, um, we are going to move on to our guests for this week. We have an interview with Kevin Castaneda, who now works for Bleacher Report and has worked for the NBA as well. So we will see you guys there. Kevin Castaneda, who's a former MBA employee and now a social um, programmer at Bleacher Report, joins us today to talk about his role um, in the school world and a little bit about his background. Thanks for being here today, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're yeah. happy to have you on. We're excited to chat with you. Likewise. Um, I've been watching what you guys have been doing, and I, I like it. So um, when Sarah let me know that I would be on, it was... Uh, it was a it was a, a humbling moment. <laughs> it was an honor. I it believe was an honor. honor. We appreciate that vote of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you? What are you on, Kevin? Your your tenth water bottle right now? Uh, probably like fourth. This, this guy just is chugging I'm water scared. as we're as doing this interview. It's not a competition. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's just let's start. Let's um, get into it. Sarah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Kevin, what is your day to day like at Bleacher Report, and what does your team do? 
So um, day-to-day kind of varies on uh, almost every single day. So it's there's, like, no real routine, honestly. Um, but for the most part, um, I get on, like, I'm, I've been doing, like, a lot of, like, the day shifts. So, like, I'll pretty much look to see what happened the night before, things that we missed the night before that we could probably hit the, the day after in the morning. Um, whether, like, for example, last night um, – there were some post game post game moments like post game interview moments that, um, you know there was there was just so much there was so much content last night that some of it naturally just has to kind of be pushed off to like the next day. You 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 some some things take priority over others. So, um, looking for that content, searching for like user generated content, like whether that's like fans, um, interacting with players and things of that nature, um, all that stuff is is stuff we look for that we look to publish onto our, our platform. So taking a look at that and then also just being proactive with, you know, whether there's a, an anniversary, whether that's like Kevin Durant five years ago today left for the Thunder, uh, for the Warriors or something like that. Like we, we want to, we want to put those moments out there for fans to kind of interact with and, and talk about it. So um, that's really what we do on a day-to-day basis. There's a lot more to it, obviously, um, as you guys would imagine, like with social, there's like strategy involved. There's that, that constant thinking of, will this work? Could this work? How can we package this in different ways? Um, if one player, if, if, uh, if there's something that has happened, like that has reoccurred, whether that's like Russ kind of being angry at a reporter or something, for example, if there's like four or five moments and we think of uh, ways that we can compile all those moments together, um into like one post that way it's another another way for you to like view the content itself so there's a lot of different things we do on a day-to-day basis but that's kind of what i do um and then there's like the night crew which is like really they're really on top of everything that's happening in real time at the moment um through these games and live events um whether that's uh moments and things that are happening in the arena or um you know, big, big performances like Giannis, for example, going for 50 last night. So um, that pretty so, much explains that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm like, for, I don't know, you were talking about the NBA finals game last night. Um, mm-hmm. But is there like a specific thing that's like an ideal moment for you to market? On? Like, what's that like ideal moment that like you would love to get out of a game or an interview or something like that? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, last night was a perfect example for that. Like initially as I'm watching the game, cause I didn't work last night, but as I'm watching the game, I, I saw Giannis immediately go to tears. And I thought that is literally going to be like our wave one, like our first wave of content. Um, mm-hmm. Giannis reacting that real raw moment. I think uh, moments like that are always going to do well on social just cause I feel like that's where we all kind of gravitate towards that, t- that type of stuff. And then after that, um, whether it was the funny moment afterwards um, uh, the of him kind of in, in his uh, interview. Um, I forgot what he said last night, but uh, I think he was talking about like his mother and like how, uh, how he, he made it now, like from, started from the bottom. Now they're here. And then like on Instagram live with his brother, uh, all these different moments are all different things that we are, that we all immediately just know that these are moments that we need to capture like immediately. Uh, those, those, those moments always do very well on social. Sure. So when you worked at the NBA, you first worked in digital media and then you transitioned over to the social media and content. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason that you made that change? And 
adjust to that? What do you like better? Or maybe like French to you? Yeah, that's a, that's actually a really, really long story. But um, to shorten <laughs> it up, though, <laughs> um, I had prior to the MBA, I had done a I had worked at an uh, I did an internship within public relations literally months before. And then prior to that, I had done another internship um, with a with a, a sports media company. Um, with sports media, I wasn't doing like amazing, like groundbreaking stuff. Like, but I, it was fun to see what other people were doing, and I imagined that I could get to that point at some point later on, and, and that seemed fun to me. Um, but it was early on in the process that I really wanted to. The ultimate goal was to work in social and. You know, and, and NBA was literally like just that was number one on my list. Like working for the NBA social team was definitely like a goal of mine. Um, when I got to the digital operations team, um, I had it I had it in mind that I was going to give it like a shot to really see like how things are done within the product team and how they work with their stream with their streaming services and how they were transitioning to like direct to consumer and things of that nature. But um, I had a goal to really transition into social. Um, and, and I think I started to make that clear to like my manager. And then like within my time there, I was really starting to have those conversations internally um, to see if there was something that would open up that I would be, you know, per- a person that they would uh, maybe have uh, interest in. So yeah. that was that was really what it was. I, I just felt I, I always felt um, I always gravitated towards being able to get content for someone and you know, have them view it on their phones. Like it's a, it's kind of crazy how it all works, but um, I just always felt like I, I could, I could make, I could do that. I could make content and, um, and I could do a good job running these platforms and all these handles for these companies and NBA gave me an opportunity and, and, it, and it was great. It was a great time. You mentioned like talking to people and, you know, for those that don't know that are listening, Kevin and I were coworkers at the NBA and you're definitely one of the best people for networking that I know. What are some tips like that you can give to someone who's looking to make that like lateral change at the same company or kind of transition into a different role? Yeah. Um, first of all, um, you're, I, I, I took, I took classes from you. Um, you taught oh. me all my networking. So, um, Sarah is, is, Sarah is great at that. I, I had to take notes from her. So don't boost her ego to talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, gotta give her her flowers here. Um, no, but um, I think, I think for me, I know it sounds cliche, but I think the important thing when I think everybody in this industry, specifically like social, um, it's a very networking heavy, a net, a very network heavy like um world you're living in, like constantly. Like, there's a lot of people that you're gonna like probably like follow on different platforms, like on on Twitter and stuff, and like seeing how they interact with people and and um. And how they're they're like they're like reacting to real time moments and 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 sports and stuff and events and, and things of that nature. Just kind of you start to see like everybody has like a, a personality, and I think that's one way like through Twitter, um, through Instagram. But like when in a corporate setting or like at work and stuff, it's very important to just like actually build these relationships and like m- make yourself human. I think. Um, something like I I like to be I like to like think of like when I'm having like these interactions with people um whether that's at work or like through whatever social media platform um is to like it's it's to be intentional but like not not going with like a real agenda like oh this person works in 
uh, in strategy. Like, strategy is my goal. I'm literally just going to talk to them and, 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 like, see if there is a possible way for me to get a job in strategy at one point. Like, I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Um, I think you really have to try to build these relationships and be genuine and, and like, care for these people. Like, these are people that eventually, like, you have to go with the almost, like, the idea in mind that these could be your friends uh, at some point, like, real legitimate friends. Um, and through this and through the this way that I've I've gone about things, I've been able to I'm proud to say I've been able to really make a lot of good friends in this industry. A lot of people that um, truly do care about you and I care about as well. Like uh, it's not just uh, it's not just about the work all the time. I think it's really important to like just be human sometimes with these people um, and everybody, everybody you interact with. Um, so that's my my two cents on networking. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Like Sarah and I always preach that, you know, you never know who knows someone and it doesn't hurt to have a good interaction and build a good relationship with someone, even if, you know, they may not be able to directly help you or they help you in that moment. You never know down what they could do for you. And then on the flip side, you know, what, what you could do for them someday. And I think it's all about that, like give and take. Um, Yeah. I want to talk to you, you know, you're saying you're a people person and you, you know, enjoy building relationships. What is the environment Bleacher Report like versus at the NBA and the culture at each of those organizations? Yeah, um, I think they're both, they're slightly similar in the sense that like everybody is, you meet a lot of people that you make a lot of lifelong relationships at either or like I'm still, I've been at Bleacher for now, probably two and a half, three months. And already I have a good idea of like, no, I know that a lot of these people are going to be like lifelong friends and they're going to be people that are, are going to be in my corner just like moving forward regardless of whatever, whatever happens in the, in the future, whether that's them moving on or me moving on to a different company. Like it's, so, it's, it's always going to be, it's always going to be love. So, um, and NBA is the same way. I believe there's a lot of people that I, I met there that are, you know, are, are, I keep in touch with to this very day, like Sarah being a prime example of that. Um, so <clears throat> I think, I think um, the difference though, in terms of like on the business side of things, I think um, Bleacher Report, you're, there's a lot of, with NBA, like naturally you're a league. You're, you have mm-hmm. a lot of, there's going to be a lot of like restrictions and things you want to be careful of and cognizant of, co- cognizant of. Um, you want to put players in the best light possible. You don't, you don't want to put anything questionable out there that could potentially harm a player's um, reputation. Sure. Um, and with Bleacher Report, it's, sli- it's slightly the same way, but you can, there's a bit more of a loose, um, I guess a loose leash, a looser leash or something. So I think it's you're uh, you're allowed to kind of be a bit more creative. You can kind of pick out the fun moments that happen. Like for example, Giannis Giannis is an interview a couple of days ago when he when the inter- when the reporter asked him um, what 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 why did he leave early in in the first quarter of like mm-hmm. game two or game three? And he was like, I had to take the tinkle. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was so the NBA. So funny. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but the NBA would never publish anything like that. Like never. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Bleacher Report, like we can have fun with that. We can put that out there and like have the audience, you know, have a have a ball, have a ball with it. So um, it's slightly in that. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you got to understand that one is a league, one is a sports outlet, like covering everything, sure. anything. So. Right. One. Yeah. 
it's a journalism outlet, really. So right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kevin, because you've got you've been blessed, like you know, to work at a huge league like the NBA, and then Bleacher Report being one of the well-known sports outlets. What are you know some of the most rewarding projects you've worked on? Because I know that you've been there through a lot of historical moments in basketball. Yeah. Um. Whew, that's a that's a tough question. <laughs> um. I think. I think with NBA, there's a lot of different projects that I had like my hand in. Um, I think like towards the towards the end of my time there, because I was on a contract with the NBA. I did two mm-hmm. years with them. Um, towards the end of my first, my second contract with the NBA, I really started to like feel like I had like I had gotten into like a groove of of really starting to like um, make my mark there and and mm-hmm. carve something out for myself. Um, and but prior to that, I think um, about like from like the beginning of my contract, I really I really made it a point to really focus on our NBA kicks handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe when we started that um, when I got on, at least there was like there was no real like uh, we didn't really have like a like a real like publishing plan or like a a, a content uh, plan or anything like that. Um, so. I made it a point to work on that and then um, really working to make our, our account different and trying to really do things that like slam kicks do does and uh, BR kicks is does a really great uh, job of what they do with within the sneaker and fashion world. But um, we grew that account from 600,000 uh, followers to like 1.2 million by the time. Oh, wow. So I, that was that was a, a a pretty proud moment for myself, I think. Um, and then there's other things I did, like working. We took on my coworker and I took on um, the NBA store account, and I helped her um, through some things that we did there and trying to kind of revamp that that platform and that handle. Um, she did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, shout out to her if she's listening to this, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> um, but I try to help out as much as I can with with that account too. Um, but yeah, I think NBA Cooks was definitely like the highlight, I think, of what I was able to do in terms of like really having my handprint on something there. That's so cool because you're so passionate about like sneakers and fashion and everything like that. And to be able to put that into your professional life, like that's so fun. Yeah, it was. I didn't realize like how we basically doubled it. So, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, not to not to like give my not to like uh to my own horn or anything but I do think uh some of the things that we played around with and uh the way we handled some of the content um you know played a role in that so yeah um but within VR I don't know it's only been like two three months Uh, it's really tough to like really pick something because I feel like I'm still being like yeah trained low-key yeah of course yeah (laughs) um but yeah there's a few things that we've done that i've been like oh wow like that popped off what are you excited for like like is there anything like specific that you're excited to like accomplish at least your report yeah um i think sarah knows knows this about me but i i'm always looking forward to not just doing the bare minimum but like really trying to make a difference and the way we do strategy and the way we are packaging stuff. But I'm really excited to really start to come up with like real strategy and like content plans for like big temple events. Um, awesome. I think hopefully on NBA all-star is like a good, I think that'll be like a good, uh, 
a, a good idea to really see where I'm at in my development there. Uh, we'll have like a close to maybe a year, a little bit, maybe under that. But I think that'll be a good measuring stick to see like how far, yeah, how far I've um, I've come and how much I've done at that at that point. Yeah, very cool. So um, we want to ask you what your favorite sports memory is. Could be from when you were a kid. Could be during your professional career. But something that you like look back on as one of your favorite times watching yeah. sports or being at a sporting event. Yeah, um, there's a couple. Um, I'm a big Patriots fan, so oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Huh. Um, We're sorry Giants that, fans to, here, so I, oh, don't no, be sorry no. to us. <laughs> um, I think that comeback we had against the Falcons in Super Bowl 51 was pretty incredible. Uh, that was so fun to watch. I was also older, so like I really got to. I felt like the highs and the lows like super yeah. magnified. It was crazy. So. And you remember it too. That's a, yeah, like, at that exactly. age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's important you say that because I also I wanted to say Vince Carter. I I, I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 07, 2008 maybe. Um, Vince Carter came back to Toronto, and he not only made like a like a game tying three that took us to overtime up oh, because i'm also a nets fan sorry <laughs> and hi um, but then also... we also <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> oh god it's okay you know sometimes nets people... world though nets world okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah to, to follow up on that um so he made a game tying three took us to overtime and then jason kidd jason kidd had a lob with like probably like a few seconds left, if that, and Vince Carter uh, reverse dunked it and ended the game, wow. um, and we won like that. And I re- I remember I was super young. I don't really remember it being a playoff game or anything, but mm-hmm. that was uh, that was unreal to me. That was that really was that awesome. moment resonates with you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just the way he reacted to to that after. Um, he was a very like he wanted to stick it to Toronto and you could tell like obviously he had a lot of there was bad blood there but <clears throat> yeah Vince Carter is my favorite player so that moment naturally um, I, I, I remember that very pretty vividly that's awesome yeah uh, yeah I think we all have like those moments from our childhood that like stick with us and anytime we like see it as like a flashback highlight like we immediately get chills like yeah. it brings us back yeah what uh? What are some of those moments for you guys? Um, you're gonna be like, oh, this is the worst. Um, the helmet catch. Uh, of course. Um. Okay, but all, all. I mean, a lot of moments from that game, but I won't. Yeah. I won't uh, make it worse for you. No, I was gonna follow up with. Um, I also, <clears throat> I read David Tyree's book after. I don't so, know why. I oh, did that. I haven't read his book. I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, it came out like years ago. Oh, I um, met him at the combine. I don't last know. Year. Oh, it was. I heard he's been in trouble since. I don't know if that's if I'm if really? I'm really. Yeah, I don't know, but um, Kevin's literally spreading false rumors about this. Maybe man. I am. I don't. Remember. God, come on! Just because just because we beat you in two Super Bowls <laughs> does not mean you can start spreading rumors. Okay. Uh, all I gotta say is. Uh, the Giants are not not looking great overall. So. Oh and That's... the Patriots are currently. I think uh, I think we'll be okay. You know, seventeen and zero is a goal, but we'll see. You're like Matt. <laughs> you're like Mac Jones is going to bring us to the championship. Oh no no no! I'm not a fan of that draft of uh, that pick. 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of that pick, but um, yeah, I, I hope I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but I also Oy. understand that <laughs> like he's not great anymore. On his <laughs> so, way out. Yeah, he's definitely on his he's way on out. His but way I love out. him as a person. I think he's a great person to learn from. I think. I feel so, like he's a really good leader. Um, yeah, and like 100%. he's not selfish in that way when he's like leading um, younger players. Yeah, I also love his his uh, his just his overall presence on social. It's his Instagram yeah. is amazing. <laughs> he's he's a fun fun guy, like fun person. Yeah, yeah. like Kawhi. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm so like I'm just so clever. The woodiness just gets me sometimes. Oh, there you are. You are a knee slapper. <laughs> Stop. Well, anyway, well, wait, we're gonna wrap. We, what? Okay. Wrap up, I want to know how many water bottles you drank since we started in the process. Uh, <laughs> I only had about one, close to three quarters. Why are you just time. always parched? I don't understand. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why, but you know this. I used to take like ten water breaks per hour at <laughs> oh the NBA. So. Well, I drink. That's how I can say, hey, hydration is key, everyone. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Let them okay. know. Let them hydration know. Hydration is key. That's how. <laughs> that if I get anything else out of this episode, hydration is key. Hydration <laughs> is key. <laughs> so, um, Liquid IV sponsor us. Um. <laughs> Let's wrap up there. Um, Kevin, where can the people find you? Is there accounts that you're working on that people can look at and, uh, you know, explore a little bit? We want to know. Yeah, as far like per like, personal so- like accounts? Sure, like, if you want to share that, your Twitter, if there's anything cool on there or any other accounts that you're working on that you want people to check out. Yeah, so you can obviously check out our Bleacher Report account. That would be awesome. We just launched a new like baseball portfolio brand called br walk off so that's mm. also awesome we're trying to get our followers up there and our engagement and all that up so um but as far as like personal you can my uh my instagram is underscore kevin 15 with two n's and uh you can do you can do the same for twitter as well but wait you don't follow me on twitter i don't Sarah, I think I tried yeah, I to ask for your handle once and you didn't want to give it to me. Wait, so this I was is like, like you know what? I feel like so uncomfortable because why? Like, please follow me. This is awkward. For both of us. <laughs> you know, guys, keep it clean. Take this beef just, off there. Right? I just wanted to. Okay, well, we'll address it after. <laughs> All right. Thanks for thanks for being here, Kevin. It's been interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fun. Um, we got to give him a a taste of uh, our relationship, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um thank you so much for everything kevin yeah thank you so much kevin it was so nice talking to you and i mean we'd love to have you back on in a few months to get an update on what you're doing at bleacher report yeah that'd be awesome just let me know i'm always available so all right cool thank you all right guys have a good one bye bye Great interview with Kevin there. Um, Sarah, obviously, you guys have a great relationship from when you guys were at the NBA together. Really interesting to hear about, you know, the accounts he's worked on. The um, yeah. the Kicks account is so cool. <laughs> I love sneakers, so that was awesome to hear about. And it's was- it's so nice to watch Kevin and his element because he's so into, like, sneakers and fashion. And for him to translate that into his professional role and contribute, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I couldn't be happier for him. It's such a great role for him. Yeah, so um, great interview. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, We're excited to have him back on a few months to hear what he's doing at Bleacher Report. 
Um, and of course we will see you guys next week. Um, we will be doing, getting into some Olympics. We're excited to see um, how the Olympics turns out for Team USA. And uh, you guys know where to find us. Next Woman Up podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can always email us at nextwomanuppod at gmail.com. Yep. See you guys next week. Bye.